Hello, this is Tammy Lenski, and I have just a quick note for you. The podcast is now named Disagree Better. When negative experiences leave someone with strong emotional memories, discussing those experiences during conflict resolution can be tricky territory. The solution isn't to suppress discussion of negative events or ask people to somehow set aside their strong emotions. Recent research offers insight into a simple way to navigate emotional memories and reduce the negative side effects. Hello, this is Tammy Lenski, and welcome to The Space Between, a podcast about getting better results from our most difficult and important conversations. The Space Between refers to the figurative terrain between them and us, between where we are and where we want to be, maybe even between who we are and who we want to be when we're in a difficult conversation. And this episode is an uncomplicated way to reduce the pitfalls of emotional memories during conflict resolution. A quick thought experiment. Recall a negative experience with someone who matters or mattered to you, maybe an ex-spouse, the sibling you're not speaking to right now, or a current supervisor who manages to get under your skin so very easily. Find a specific negative experience with them, a certain conversation or particular event. Got one? Okay, next, imagine that you're trying to perform a task right now. Maybe the task is something mechanical, like trying to repack the wheel bearings on your mountain bike. Maybe the task is cerebral, like creating a PowerPoint slide to explain data that you gathered about employee retention. Maybe the task is communicative, like having to talk through a disagreement with the very person you imagined earlier. Got the task in mind? Okay. Now focus on how you felt during or as a result of the negative experience you selected earlier. What physical sensations did you experience? How did you feel it in your body? What emotions did you feel? Now, if you really committed to my thought experiment, Odds are good you just reduced your cognitive performance on the task you imagined trying to do. Processing emotion takes resources in certain parts of your brain, prompting your brain to draw resources from other regions, including those that help you accomplish a task. Conflict can be a veritable snake pit of difficult and negative emotions, right? And conflict resolution almost inevitably provokes the recollection and discussion of negative emotional memories. Very often, people in conflict very much want to replay what happened and the bad impact it had on them. Sometimes they almost can't stop the conflict replay because it's become a habit of mind. And of course, it may well be relevant to discuss an event or experience that left strong emotional memories as a way to unpack it and figure out how to prevent similar experiences in the future. We already know that effective conflict resolvers support emotional expression and don't try to emotionally throttle participants. I made that term up. They don't try to emotionally throttle participants to deal with unwanted emotions. But anyone who's ever sat in the mediator's chair, whether you're a parent, supervisor, HR manager, professional mediator, knows that it can be tricky to walk the line between supporting emotional expression and eluding difficult emotional escalation. Recent research out of the University of Illinois offers insight into a way we can discuss difficult experiences while also reducing the negative impact 
of those very recollections and discussions. The researchers examined how brain activity and task performance changed when participants were told to focus on either emotional or contextual aspects of emotional memories. Each participant was asked to perform a task while researchers triggered a memory of a negative event the participant had earlier revealed to the researchers. Researchers instructed half the participants to focus on the emotional aspects of their negative memory, such as how they felt at the time and physical sensations they had experienced, like butterflies or burning sensation in the stomach. These participants, as it turned out, had less working memory available to them. Working memory is like a mental workspace where we temporarily hold and process information. These participants also had increased activity in regions of the brain involving emotional processing, no surprise there, and reduced activity in regions involved in executive functions, such as reasoning and memory. Researchers instructed the other half to focus on the contextual details of the negative memory, such as where and when the event occurred, who they were with, what they were wearing, and so on. Recalling the negative event did not take a toll on the working memory of these participants who had better task performance than the other group. These participants also showed a dampening in brain regions involved in distraction and emotional processing and an increase in both activity and communication among regions associated with executive function and attention. Florin Dolkos, professor of psychology at University of Illinois and one of the researchers, said, instead of suppressing or stifling those emotional memories, we simply shift the focus and bring to life some other aspects of the same memory. That leads to a reduction in how much those memories interfere with whatever we're doing now. Using this idea. The research was not conducted with conflict resolution in mind, but my own experience at the mediation and coaching tables gives me anecdotal evidence that this method has merit beyond the narrow research context. First, let's talk about using the method with yourself. When you find an emotional memory of your own to be intrusive, you can use this method to reduce the distraction and focus on what you want to be focusing on. Use self-talk to change your focus when fretting over a negative event. Instead of letting your mind ruminate on how upset you were or how annoying it is to deal with that person, focus your attention on contextual details of the memory. Ask yourself the kinds of questions I'm going to outline in a minute to shift your focus. This will take commitment and practice to do on your own, but it is learnable. Using the method to help others. When you're helping someone with a conflict, as a friend, family member, coach, mediator, use contextual prompts to redirect the focus of the emotional memory. Contextual prompts include questions like the following, all focused on the non-emotional details associated with what happened. Questions like, what were the circumstances? Another version of that is, where were you and when did this happen? What else was going on that day? What do you recall doing or saying in response? What was body language like, yours, theirs, etc.? These prompts are not for you to gather information relevant to resolution. They're for supporting expression of their emotional memory while also helping them keep their own emotional balance in the midst of it. Sometimes, as you've no doubt heard me say before, 
you've got to slow down to go fast. Sandodolkos, one of the researchers, said, The beauty of this strategy is that it both reduces the emotional response of the intrusive memory and doesn't affect cognitive performance. Anyone can use it at any time. This episode was brought to you by the Conflict Resolution Toolbox. Reach inside a professional mediator's toolbox to spark breakthroughs, build consensus, and overcome barriers to agreement. Find out more at conflictresolutiontoolbox.com. Thank you for listening. You can find show notes and episodes at tammylensky.com slash podcast. Transcripts of podcast episodes are available at no cost to my subscribers who receive an email each time one is available. Visit tammylensky.com slash subscribe. That's T-A-M-M-Y-L-E-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N-E-G-N